Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bad History. Bad History. I am joined, as always, by as always. my good friend and my esteemed colleague, Dave. Dave, what's up? Not much, Steven. What's up with you? Uh, I'm recording this podcast right now. I am doing similar thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Perfect. So, um, we're back for another episode, another week. Uh, this is the first episode of the 2016 season. Yeah, this is the 2016 season. Uh, uh, we kind of altered the starting lineup a little bit, um, but we're really excited for it. We're hoping for some good things. We moved Frazier to halfback. I know yeah. he was a great fullback, but come on, he's getting older. His mm-hmm. legs, they're, uh, they're not what they used to. He's been... He's been yeah. getting slow in his age. Yeah, sports. I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> I played sports but, when I was a child. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, we're back. Um, we got a really exciting episode. This is our first regular episode of 2016. Uh, we did the 1815 year interview episode, which was a lot of fun. We did that last week. Yeah. Um, but we're really excited for this episode because it's a topic we've been hinting at, <laughs> hinting at for like for two a months month. now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, it's regicide. Yeah, it's regicide. Um, <laughs> but before we jump all into that, Dave, how was your week, man? Dude, my week, uh, it was pretty fucking good. Pretty solid? You pretty had something good. exciting happen this week. I uh, I moved. You moved. Across the goddamn country. Yeah, it's crazy. Hundreds of miles. Eight hundreds of miles. <laughs> Uh, I live in Bloomington, Indiana, mm-hmm. because this is where I'm going to law school, and this is where um, my significant other lives. Mm-hmm. I moved from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. From Charleston, and I've been back. I've been back and forth a lot this year. So, like, I've recorded some podcasts here before. I think our already. first one was recorded when you were in when you were there. Yeah, and uh, but here I am permanently. It's nice. cold. It's cold as fuck. Yeah, I bet it's cold as shit. Is yes. It, is it snowing? Tonight is supposed to be the first snow wow. since I've been here, and I can't wait to resent it. <laughs> <laughs> snow's cool for like an hour. Dude, uh, I think snow's okay, but the fucking balls melting on the sidewalk yeah. of Charleston, I don't think I'm going to miss that either. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, true. Oh, no, I don't blame you, man. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. It got it got real cold. I mean, real cold. It got real hot in Charleston. Yeah, um, no one's ever said it got real cold yeah. in Charleston. <laughs> it was like eighty five for Christmas. It was like oh. eighty for New Year's. It was the worst thing ever. It was pretty bad. We complain about the heat in Charleston a lot because yeah. there's not much else to complain, to complain about. about. Right, it's exactly. pretty chill. It's a but place. <laughs> they don't say it gets cooler. Nope. <laughs> but I'm here to stay, and I'm super excited. And um, how was your week, Stephen? Did you uh, see any good movies? Read any good books? Did you play any good video games? <laughs> so, uh, so my my week was pretty good. It was the um, transition back to like the real world of me coming back to Columbia, and I took one of my certification exams on Friday, and. You know that was a nightmare. Um, How do you think you did? Do what? How do you think you did? I think I did okay. Uh, there were a few questions that like I had no idea. Um, what do you was... do if a kid becomes Satan in the middle of the classroom? You just... perform an ex. Well, here's the thing, dude. Is we take uh, it's exorcism five hundred one. Yeah. And I, t- and I take that this semester. And oh yeah, Constantine su- course. <laughs> yeah, I get I get certified not only to be a licensed high school teacher, but I'm also a licensed uh, exorcist. Now, so. Stephen, you know you got to keep religion out of school. <laughs> God has no oh. place here. We're, we're <laughs> Super Nintendo Chalmers. We're <laughs> oh, we're going down a, a slippery slope, Dave. Uh, but, yeah, so I took that, and it went okay. I mean, it was, like, it only took me, like, an hour and a half, as opposed to, like, some of those things, which take, like, five hours. Yeah, fuck um, that. Yeah, so that's what I did Friday, and I've just been kind of chilling. Um, 
I've been like unpacking. Like you know, when you get back from like a long break, it's like you take like a week to unpack. Yeah, the so, winter break is like a weird void in time. Yeah, where, like nothing actually happens during the winter break. Yeah, but uh, so that that that's been my week, and um, yeah, I start student teaching next week. I got orientation Monday and Tuesday. And... Listen up, guys! Not only is Stephen teaching you on the the radio. He's going to be teaching the youth. The youth of America. He's going to be teaching the youth, so make sure. What school are you going to be teaching at? I'm don't not send, say that. Don't, I'm don't not going to say that, Dave. Don't send your kids to. I'm not going to say that, Dave. To this high school. And, uh, I'm not going to say that, Dave. Yo, what if, what if a listener goes in for like a, a parent teacher conference and it's That'd like, be... holy shit? <laughs> That'd be real awkward. Uh,. But I started all that, and so that's kind of been my week. And um, it's yeah. exciting. I'll probably have some real good, like, like some like real good stuff to complain about. You get to talk about that weeks. one student. Yeah, no, probably not specifically because like that's like ethically wrong. Not his name. You won't say his no. name. Well, you we really shouldn't talk about students in general. It's kind of like it goes against like okay, teacher, but teacher if ethics but if stuff. one kid like royally fucks up, I gotta hear about. It. I'll probably tell you. Just not them. Just not them. Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's just go ahead and get into the history. Play the music, Stephen. We're rambling on long. Let's play the music. All right, Stephen. All right, Dave. So this week we're doing regicide. Would you like to begin by defining regicide? Yeah, sure. So regicide is if we take apart the Latin. Prefixes and Latin? I have no idea. I'm is just... regicide Latin? Okay, I've got confirmation that regicide is Latin. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, well, okay. So regicide, it's killing kings. It's it's to it's killing the, kings. The act of killing a king. Um, so uh, you know, you got the 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 first part of the word is king. They last don't need part, to hear this fucking shit. It's killing kings. You asked me to define the word, Dave. I'm defining the goddamn so, word. The regicide that I would like to speak on today okay. is, a, is a less known but pretty important kind of movie-esque regicide which is oh, pretty pretty cool um it is of umberto the first king of italy full name because these fucking crazy italians <laughs> i'm not even joking his name is Umberto Ranieri Carlo Emanuele Giovanni Maria Fernando Eugenio di Savoia. Damn, that was impressive, dude. Or Umberto the Good. But <laughs> as you will hear, you weren't so good. <laughs> so Umberto, um, he was king of Italy from March 9th. Thank you, by the way. That was a lot of words. It was a lot of words. <laughs> it was a lot of words. I kind of had a stroke halfway through. <laughs> my eyes just rolled in the back of my head and I started touching the braille. It's like it's like that scene in Old School where Will Ferrell has like a blackout. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Uh, so he was king of Italy from March 9th, uh, 1878 to his regicide assassination mm-hmm. on the 20th of July, 1900. So a little background on uh, Umberto and why he was a target. So this is a really pivotal point for Italy and yeah. Europe in general because this is really the build-up to the Great War. The Great War just didn't happen in 1914. It, it's the result of a lot of different things. And Umberto is partly responsible for a lot of those things. So he was a super conservative like, super conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the one despot in Italy who really began to push for Italian colonialism. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was looking around and seeing every other European kingdom and nation kind of taking a piece of the African pie. And he wanted some of that African pie. And You wanted uh, a slice. And, and here's the real reason why I chose Umberto is because he is... Uh, responsible for the Italian expansion into the Horn of Africa, and that's Somaliland and mm-hmm. Eritrea. And of course, if you know anything about African history, you'll know that there are only two African uh, nations that 
prevented uh, colonial uh, sort of like takeover. And that was Liberia and Abyssinia or Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And Italy is the one that failed to capture Abyssinia. Italy just doesn't really do that doesn't really know how to operate in Africa, do they? Well, they were pretty rough on yeah. Somaliland and Eritrea, and a lot of my research has actually been about that. But we're going to focus on the individual today. So not only was he a big pusher for colonialism, he also approved uh, Italy joining in the Triple Alliance. And the Triple mm-hmm. Alliance is the alliance formed between uh, the German Empire, mm-hmm. Austria-Hungary, and Italy. And this mm-hmm. is the alliance that... Um, became the basis for the central powers in the first world war the first, yeah right and that and that expanded into the ottoman empire and uh, other entities but mm-hmm. the triple alliance was germany austria hungary and italy so you can see why he's been not a big uh you know he doesn't have a lot of fans especially in italy um and then this uh this very shitty incident occurred <laughs> and it, it's called the Bava Bacharis massacre Ooh. okay uh, yeah it's a massacre and it happened in Milan in 1989 so the wheat prices in Milan uh were incredibly inflated and were increased due to poor harvest the previous year there were hunger mm-hmm. riots nobody could afford food and the riots started to get big, and uh, as a response, there was a violent repression by General Firenzo Bava Bicharis, the ba- Bava Bicharis massacre. Mm-hmm. So, against the demonstrators, he used artillery. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he used artillery against the people of Milan. At least a hundred died, and at least a thousand were wounded, but it's been debated that the actual numbers are much higher than that wow so there was a huge public outcry against this massacre against you know italian people right sure but in response umberto telegrammed the general to congratulate him on a job well done not only not only did he do this he awarded him the great official of savoy military order which is like a medal of honor it's a really big deal jesus yeah so he kind of fell in public opinion yeah you would think so right yeah and one group of people who picked this up the most and this was not i'm not talking about 1970s mohawk leather jacket motherfuckers (laughs) in the uh 19th century the anarchists were a serious threat in pre-world war europe oh yeah Oh, yeah. So a little background on the anarchists. The anarchists were uh, leftist radicals who uh, were fighting against, you know, established imperial powers and conservatism in Europe. And they very commonly held out bombings and mm-hmm. uh, assassinations. And a famous other assassination by the anarchists was Tsar Alexander II in 1881 by yeah. the Russian anarchist group Narnia Volya. <laughs> And uh, if you are a fan of Russia, land of the czars. Yeah. As as we are. <laughs> as we are and as you should be. Yeah. Check it out. There's a nice section on Rodnia Volia. Okay. So, out of these anarchists was born the assassin. And his name is Gaetano Bresci. And I want to give you information on him now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Gaetano uh, was born in Tuscany. He migrated to New Jersey. <laughs> he was a silk silk weaver by trade in, in New Jersey. Nice. Uh, he was a founder of the Italian language anarchist newspaper, La mm-hmm. Questione Sociale, uh, which was in uh, his town in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he personally reported on the Bava Bacharis massacre in Milan, mm-hmm. and it angered him to such a level that... It was the focal point of him deciding to kill the king. Wow. So one day, he walked into the office of the newspaper, asked for a return of his investment, 
on, on the newspaper without telling anyone why and straight mm-hmm. up leaves town. And no being in America hears from him again. Wow. Uh, so he lands in a small town in Italy after he leaves America called Castel San Pietro. And he stays at an inn owned by a family member and acquires a revolver and begins target practice in the yard. He is straight on, like, Cape Fear, yeah. insane. Getting like, ready. Getting ready, <laughs> like, doing the pull-ups. Jeez. He's got, yeah. he's got die Bart die on his knuckles. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a there's a nice montage sequence of him getting prepared. Yeah, the music. With the music. He's smoking the cigar in the movie theater yeah. while, while Umberto's in the background. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Bresci kind of uh, just like hangs out and prepares and he hears the plans that King Umberto is planning to stay at the royal house in Monza for a summer vacation. Monza, uh, if you know anything about Italy, is like a super vacation spot. It's like one of the homes of Formula One racing and a lot of other Italian sports activities. Mm -hmm. Super cool place. And Bresci arrives in Monza on July 26th. So while at Monza, <laughs> Bresci disguises himself and skulks around observing the royal family for three days. Just like in the background. Total creeper. Lone wolf assassin. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he's going to attack on the 29th of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was during a prize distribution uh, to the athletes... Uh, for some sporting competition, I couldn't find out what that was going on in Mons at the day. Mm-hmm. And I have a quote from a source at the time uh, describing the events. It says, Arriving to scattered applause on the evening of the 29th in an open-air carriage, the king climbed the podium and distributed medals to the athletes. After a short word of congratulations, Umberto descended the platform and got back into his carriage. As he sat down, Bresci burst from the crowd, brandishing a revolver, and fired four times. The king died seconds later, having been hit three times in the chest, with one shot going wide of its target. Bresci was quickly tackled by police agents and arrested. So he killed him. Damn. Yeah, he got him. Guys, given medals. (laughs) Somebody, you know, they kept the egg in the spoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back and forth. The three legged race. And Bresh is just like, nah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots him three Jeez. times and misses once. It's a 75. I don't know if I'd pass. But so. <laughs> so Umberto's dead. Yeah. And then the trial happens, and it's a really big deal because Bresci was defended by a famous anarchist lawyer named Francesco Saviero Merlino. Mm-hmm. And quite luckily. Capital punishment had been abolished in Italy in 1889. Wow. So he wasn't given the death... um, He wasn't, like, killed. He wasn't given the death sentence. And this Mm -hmm. is the only instance uh, of regicide where the defendant was not given the death sentence in history. Wow. That's crazy. So as punishment, he was sent to Santo Stefano Island, which was a prison that was famous for housing anarchists. And he was sent there for life. But he died less than a year later, on May 22nd, and it was officially deemed suicide, but most people debated that Umberto's mm-hmm. family just fucking, like, you know, whacked him. Yeah, for sure. To use the Italian slang. Yeah, to use the Italian slang. <laughs> so, Umberto was buried in the Pantheon, in Rome, one of the most amazing buildings ever made, next to his father. And his legacy is kind of, you know, uh, mixed he was mm-hmm. kind of a jackass, and he did support the massacre in Milan. He yeah. did lead to uh, World War One by creating the alliances with Germany and Austria. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. But he's known as Umberto the Good because he, in like a very conservative sense, he made Italy relevant in Europe. And now, I'm not saying that's good, because Hitler made Germany relevant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the most interesting aspect of his legacy, I think, and this is how I'm going to end, is the an- American anarchist, Leon F. 
Szolgosz, mm-hmm. uh, super Polish last name, forgive me. Uh, he claimed Umberto's regicide uh, was the m- biggest inspiration for him killing U.S. President William McKinley one year wow. later in September 1901. So the anarchists in America were yeah. inspired by this, and that's why William McKinley was assassinated. That's crazy, dude. Regicide. Regicide, man. Dang. What do you think, Stephen? It's pretty good scrolls, man. There you go. Good there scrolls. Go. I was dying. I was. I know sweating. you were dying. You were. Swe- I could tell. I could feel it. <laughs> I was like, "Is he gonna say that scrolls were good?" <laughs> it's like a. It's like a. I keep you on your toes every time. That's really interesting, though, man. I actually, I didn't really know about that. I didn't know either. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, then, then this is why you tune in, right? This is why you, tune, this, you tune in to learn. This is why I tune in. This is a super important guy who got yeah. fucking fucking whacked Mafia he got pretty style. messed up so yeah that's the regicide of king umberto the first wow. of italy it's very interesting uh if you have any questions about this deal with it <laughs> <laughs> you can leave them on our facebook group or email them to us or you can deal that with steven because yeah. i i don't care yeah, yeah, Dave doesn't care. I do, though. I love getting questions. Anyway, Steven. Anyway, yeah. I so want to hear be... your story of Regicide. Play the music. Let's play the music. All right, so, Dave. Yo. I am about to talk about one of my favorite time periods of history. Um, a lot of really... Reconstruction era South. Reconstruction era South. No. Um... But I'm going to talk about a king, and he lived during a great time period. Elvis. And, yes, um, a great Killed time period. That, that toilet. Yeah, that toilet, man. All those, all those peanut butter sandwiches got to him. Um, <laughs> peanut butter and banana, lots of fiber. Dude, I hate uh, Elvis. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't like Elvis at all. This is this is a conversation for a different time, I think. Okay, we'll talk um, about the hate, so, Welcome to the Hate Elvis cast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am going to talk about William the Silent or William the Orange of the Netherlands. And um, this guy, uh, really, really interesting. He lived, he was born uh, April 24th, 1533 in what is today modern day Germany. And he Um, spent a little too much time at the spray on tanning salon. He did. That's why he got his nickname. He got a little orange. Um, he is actually his, his his William of Orange. It's a traditional title given to the Prince of Orange, um, and uh, you may recognize. Yeah, um, it's like the King of Florida. That's like what they call like, <laughs> the Beauty Queen is the Queen the, of Orange. The, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, um. Oh God, I completely lost my train of thought now. So, but he would he died and uh, he was assassinated on July tenth, fifteen eighty four. Um. So he 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 established the Orange uh, Nassau lineage of in the Netherlands, which is a, a lineage of kings and queens that I think um, I, I think some of them are still alive today. I could be wrong. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was it was a very long lineage. It's one of the most famous. Um, you know, I'm Dave. I'm sure you know about the Glorious Revolution in England, oh, correct? The blood, the bloodless Glorious yeah. Revolution. Yeah. So this this revolution was the the to 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 make a long story short, short, the British were pissed off about the king, and they literally invited the king of the Netherlands to come over and um, pretty much uh, run the joint, run, run the joint, <laughs> and it was called the Glorious Revolution because they were kicking out a king that they hated. But it was Glorious. that was another, yeah, that was another William of Orange. Um, Wait, so. They- this is not that William of Orange? No, no, this is a different William of Orange. Oh, is this... This, this oh. is the OG William of Orange. Oh, this is OG William. Ah, yeah, yeah. the one who, like, fought the Spanish. Yeah, exactly. So, See, really, we're, really we're cool learning. fact. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get spoiler, Dave. Um, <laughs> but I was actually about to say, he helped uh, to lead the revolt against the Spanish. Um, and so, uh, the Spanish, it's really interesting. During this time period, you have this family called the Habsburgs. And the Habsburgs... Um, they pretty much controlled, like I would say, like what, like eighty percent of Europe. Yeah. yeah, they can they control the majority of Europe. You have uh, Charles V, uh, who's the Holy Roman Emperor. So 
you know, this is this is modern day Germany. This is, you know, um, what is modern? What, what what was Netherlands at the time period? You know, this is, um, you know, like reaching down and it, it's 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 a big place, pretty much. Um, but it's considered mostly modern day Germany. Uh, so you have Charles V. He's the Holy Roman Emperor, along with other random things. You also have Philip II of Spain, um, who is also a Habsburg, uh, and um, Philip II, you know, he's got Spain, he's got, uh, he also has... America. Uh, so Philip II, he's got, he's got Spain, he also has, um, within, within the Dutch area, he's got, uh, he's pretty much not letting the Dutch rule themselves, even though they are kind of like this independent-esque state. They're not really, the Spanish are taking a lot of part in government. And, uh, so, originally, um, the... William, William the Silent, William the Orange, he works for the Habsburg. He's, he's working for Charles V, and he's actually um, pretty pretty close to him. You know, he, he's he's a royalty. He grew up as a royalty, and um, he's he's working he's working relatively close with him. And uh, by twenty two, he's actually commander um, in the army under Charles V. I don't know um, about you, but I'm feeling like twenty two commander of the army under Charles yeah. V. <laughs> um, so, that's how that song goes. <laughs> Uh, he so Charles the I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk I'm sorry I just said Charles the William of Orange um, I'm gonna talk a lot about uh, kind of like how he got to where he was because I think it's really cool and really important um, and kind of sets up like the significance of him getting assassinated and unlike Dave's King um, William of William of Orange is generally considered to be like a really really good leader oh yeah definitely. Um, yeah so uh, uh, he. He uh, he he's he's in the army under Charles V, and um, he he gets married. He gets married at like eighteen, and uh, after um, after when he turns twenty two, shortly after that, uh, his wife dies, and in fifteen fifty eight, he sires an illegitimate son, uh, Justinius van Nassau, and something really cool that I think just kind of adds like credibility to who this guy was because like he's a noble, he could easily like you know abandon this kid wherever. He recognizes him, he uh, and makes sure that he gets well educated, and he ends up joining in, uh, the army and becomes a you know fairly high ranking member of the army, um, which is really cool. I thought that was like you know that just kind of speaks to his credibility as a, as a person. Um, so, in terms of you know like, like the big thing that he did was he rebelled against Spain, yeah. and um, and he didn't outright do this like all at once, and you know like this makes a lot of sense like. He's kind of he's rubbing boots with Charles V. He um, he's raised or he's born Protestant because he's born in Germany where you know the Protestant movement kind of happened. Um, he's born Protestant, but he's uh, when, when you know he when he when he grows up he goes to a Catholic school. He's he then he so he's kind of raised Catholic. So he um, and then this will play in later on into the way he kind of thinks. Um, so he's kind of he's kind of rubbing boots with the Spanish. He doesn't really he he at fir- he at hates first, somebody needs him. Yeah, at, well at first he you know he slowly transitions to become a rebel, um, and uh, and he 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 really just didn't like how involved they were in Dutch politics. And uh, another thing that the that the Spanish were doing because you know we talked about this before. Yeah. I think it's probably going to come up again. Yeah. The Spanish were uber Catholics. Oh. Like they were the Catholic. They were the Catholics. And Philip II was notoriously like balls to the wall Catholic. Oh, was he balls to the wall yeah. Catholic? And so he was persecuting Lutherans um you know in 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 the the Netherlands in this uh you know in this Dutch territory and you know this really just didn't sit right with William and so there's this great story, and it's actually it's kind of it's like it's kind of it's and it's not funny, but it's like a little awkward. And it, so uh, William is in France, and he's there as a as a hostage. And when I say the word hostage, what I mean by this is that um, there are some treaties that were getting signed, and William is there to pretty much say, "Hey, here's one of our guys who we really really trust, and we're gonna leave him with you while we do this, just to, you know, so you can trust us." But he was that, like eating French dessert it, and like exactly. dining and well, and, French and this women. Is the thing. Yeah. This is this is the thing is um, William of Orange is out hunting with Henry II of France. Oh, nice! And um, Henry II brings up the fact that that he had made a deal with the Spanish 
to kill all the Lutherans. Whoa. And he, he Whoa. just kind of assumed William knew about this. And William's like, uh, what? <laughs> and, and so the, the, the story goes that this is really um, what made him turn to become a full-on like rebel against the Spanish. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hey, crazy. Hey, right? hey, by the way, buddy, uh, look out. Did you uh, remember that thing we were talking about? Where <laughs> I was going to kill all humans? <laughs> <laughs> I promise that's not going to happen. Um, oh, shit. So, uh... Little so, BT dubs. <laughs> yeah. On dick trip. So, Rebellion... Rebellion kind of kind of has kind of been brewing a little bit, and it starts to become more and more violent. And so Philip II sends the one, the only Fernando Alvarez de Toledo, or the Hatchet Man. Holy shit! That's yeah. the best nickname ever. Yeah, that's that's the nick. That's not his official nickname, but that's my nickname. I'm giving him oh, because Philip II, this guy. Uh, Fernando Alvarez was pretty much Philip's go get shit done guy. He's the guy that if stuff was going down that needed to be taken care of, then he sent Fernando. Um, Fernando. Yeah. So he pretty much sends for he pretty much sends uh, uh Fernando Alvarez to go put down and squash this rebellion, and um, the there are some skirmishes and. Uh, in this, his brother gets killed. And so, as you can imagine, uh, Fernando Alvarez uh, de Toledo is not one of those guys who kind of take things take things lightly. He goes and kills a bunch of Dutch noblemen. Yo! And, yeah, and so, and this, <laughs> yeah. No and so, this, this action um, is really what starts the 80 Years' War. And the 80, 80 Years' War is a war that, you guessed it, takes place over 80 years. Um, even though, uh, you know, I should say, before it gets, you know, before this, like, you know, gets confusing, the 80 Years' War fighting did not pl- take place every year during the 80 Years' War. It's a lot like the 100 Years' War or the 60 Years' War. Fighting doesn't take place. There, there, there are moments of peace within there where war is still technically going on, but no one's fighting. Um so it's like like the Hundred Years' War. They didn't they didn't fight fight every single year for a hundred years. Um, same thing with the Eighty Years' War. There are moments of peace within that. Um, so oh, yeah. anyway, that was just kind of a little sidebar. So the Eighty Years' War is really what it results in is Dutch independence completely from Spain. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's you know it starts um, it's declared in uh, fifteen eighty one is when in July fifteen eighty one. Is uh, is when um the Netherlands officially declares their independence from Spain. Sweet. And uh, but in 1580, Philip II effectively takes a hit out on William of Orange. <laughs> he has w- w- William of Orange. He's a full on he's full on rebel at this point, and he's he's high up there. And um, you know, while he's technically, and I, I you know, this is something I'm starting to realize, even though I never really put put two and two together, William the site William. Of Orange technically isn't a king. Oh, right? it's not regicide, you liar! Listen, l- let me. L- he's 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 the closest thing. I think he's he's more or less. He started. He's when he started a lineage. He started. Oh uh, my god! But he, Steven, listen, listen. He's start over. I'm not starting over. I gotta I'm do not, my whole I'm, spiel about. I'm not start. I'm not starting over because he starts a lineage of kings. He's well. He may have not been like the official. Like you know. Du- you know the the Dutch are fighting for the independence when he gets assassinated, oh but God. I'm I'm saying he's a king. Damn it! I'm and I th- I think he's considered a king. Everybody, I'm sorry we've let you down. You know what? No, I'm not going to apologize because I think he's a king. I'm saying he's a king. Damn it! Um. Anyway, I'm going to continue. Uh. So so William II is declared a fugitive and outlaw by. By Spain in 1580, Philip uh, takes a hit out on, on him, and it's he's, he offers twenty five thousand crowns to whoever could kill him. Okay. Um. So, and uh, like I said, in 1581, Netherlands declares their independence, 
1582, there is the first assassination attempt on William. Um, he's injured, but he survived. And this is actually, like, really, really kind of, like, sad. So he gets injured, and he's nursed back to health with, by his wife. But it's so much work, and it stresses her out so much that she dies because of it. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. She had to go yeah. outside and mine the medicine from the fucking, like, Some, caves, I don't know. dude. <laughs> but but, but she, she dies while taking care of William of Orange. And, um... So, um... So that's the first assassination attempt. He survives, but uh, on July 10th, 1584, two years later, uh, William is shot by Balth- Balthazar Gerard. Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> Balthazar Gerard. What a name. Dude, anyway. he was great in 300. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Gerard was a Catholic and supporter of Philip II, a really huge supporter if he... You know, he's one of those guys that in his bedroom, he'd probably have a huge Philip II poster hanging above his bed. Oh, my um, God. So um, <laughs> he he hears about this hit that goes out on um, William of Orange, and he decides that he's going to take it up. And uh, so he decided to kill William when uh, um, after he put the price is put on his head. And um, he really kind of goes about this in a very convoluted sort of way. Uh he, what he decides to do at first is this is his first first kind of like idea is he says all right well how can i get to william of orange how can i get close enough to kill him i got an idea i'll join the army so he first joins the army of the governor of luxembourg for a few years and attempt to get close to close enough to william to kill him on on the battlefield what the fuck yeah like really weird anyway that doesn't work out as kind of you know we could all guess um so what he does is he decides to disguise himself as a French um, nobleman, and he goes to he approaches William, and he has a uh, seal that he had stolen from or he had gotten from the the governor of Luxembourg. Wait, he's walking and, around with a seal, not like it's slapping know, its fins together. And it's slapping or, its fins together. No, I'm talking about this is this is a uh, kiss by rose on the grave. <laughs> He, he's he's getting um he's he's got seal doing back vox for him he's doing some background <laughs> vocals for him um, it's his hype man it's his hype man he's got seals his hype man um william i'm gonna shoot you in the face because <laughs> philip <laughs> it's the only seal song i know it's the only seal song anybody knows that's the only seal song anyone knows uh but he's got it's like this it's this clay um it's this clay like circular thing that you know you pour wax onto a letter and you stamp it with the seal and it you know it's kind of like a signature right it says like this is an official letter from you know this person so he has this seal and he approaches william and he's like hey i got this seal that can be used to forge letters and william's like oh that's really bad um go to france and drop it off for me and and gerard's like sure and so gerard goes to uh Gerard goes to France. He drops off the seal, and on the way back, he's um you know, and this is like months later, by the way. Uh, he picks up a he picks up a pistol. He goes to William's house and he shoots William in the chest. What the fuck? After all yeah. that, he just goes and buys a gun and shoots listen, him. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's it's like it, it's like it's like you know, you can kind of see. Okay, he wants to get his trust and all that stuff, but like. It really it, it makes no sense. This guy's like you know, this guy's kind of a lunatic. It's like that um, time I was trying to fly to New York from Charleston and I was rerouted through Miami. Through Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like and so anyway, so um, you know, on July tenth, fifteen eighty four, uh he's shot in the chest and he dies almost instantly. Fuck. And Gerard escapes out the side door and he's running through the streets as people are chasing him and he um there's this big moat and his idea is that he's going to jump to the moat and he's got a horse waiting for him on the other side and he's going to take off um and what he actually has is he's got a pig's bladder and he has that tied to his belt as a flotation device (laughs) yeah it's crazy um but he he trips before he can get to the moat and he's um he's captured yeah (laughs) 
Oh, this uh, is like an episode of Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like, this dude is like, I mean, uh, and the, you know, it's like, it's the kind of, it's the exact kind of guy you'd expect to kill a king, right? <laughs> um, and so uh, he's captured and he's, uh, he's, he's tortured for days before, fin- before being sentenced to an execution. And his torture and execution are what make this one of the craziest like insane pieces of history that I know. Lay it on me. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. So first thing he does is he's tortured. Cool. His torture consists of being beaten. It also consists of afterwards him being hung on a pole and lashed on a whip. After or lashed with a whip. After he's lashed with a whip, honey is poured onto his wounds and a goat is come in to lick the honey off of his wounds. Because goats have barbs on their tongues. And so the whole idea is that the goat is going to lick his wounds with his Barbie tongue. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. The goat, however, does refuse to lick his wounds. Oh, thank God. Uh, that goat had he, some dignity. Yeah. Yeah. And then his hands and feet are tied together, like, uh, you know, like in a ball. So he's kind of like rolled in like fetal position. And that's how, he, that's how he's left for the night. So he can't sleep. He can't really sleep. The next day... 300 pounds are attached to each of his big toes for half an hour. What the fuck? Yeah. He was then, and and this is like while he's hanging, by the way. So his his legs are are dangling with 300 pounds attached to each of his big toes. He was then, this is is one of the gnarliest parts. He's then fitted, fitted with wet leather shoes, wet untreated leather shoes that were about two sizes too small for his feet. Oh no, so they dried and, on his feet. And then, and then, yeah, then his feet are put over a fire and they they, they shrivel up like exponentially and so his feet are just completely crushed to, like to stumps. Um, and then... Uh, was it worth it, bro? Yeah, seriously. Was it worth and the then, bounty? And then his armpits are branded. What the fuck? He's then... He's then given a he then has to put on a shirt that's soaked in alcohol then burning bacon fat is poured on him oh my god <laughs> then i wrote all this down and this is the grossest for me and it's just a personal thing but so they, they do the fingernail thing to him and do you know what i'm talking about you where they pull his fingernails out of his finger? no 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 where, where, where they stick like oh like bamboo shoots in his yeah fingers? yeah oh, oh my it god. gets to me yeah and rip so sawyer from lost yeah yeah <laughs> Holy and shit. uh uh Saeed doing that to Sawyer. Oh, yeah. Um damn. Yeah, and so that's that's his that's his torture. And then he, the craziest thing is apparently he's recorded just like com- he seems completely unfazed by all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like just that like, just fuck it, do it. That 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 gives you a sense to the, of the type of person that this guy is. This is the type of person who <laughs> plans for 10 years and then straight up just walks up and shoots it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so then his execution, of course, is also extremely brutal. Um, and I have the, it's a, it's a, a pretty famous primary source kind of snippet of just kind of like, it, it, it outlines how he's going to be executed. So I'm going to read it. It was decreed the right hand of Gerard should be burned off with a red hot iron, that his flesh should be torn from his bones with pincers in six places, that he should be quartered and disemboweled alive, and that his heart should be torn from his bosom and flung in his face, and that finally his head should be taken off. Nice. They're pretty pissed off that he killed William. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's Philip? Why isn't yeah, Philip... And, like... and, and, and Philip's like... Like Philip's chilling, and so what happens is, and this is like, th- this is so fucked up. So Philip hears about this, right? And he's like, he's like, "Ooh, good, my lackey killed William." And then he's like, "Oh wait, but they killed my lackey." But he holds up to his bargain, and what he does is he grants Gerard's family like three. It's like three pieces of property. Um, here, let me find exactly exactly what it is. He grants them um, three three uh, three country estates, and they remain in the family for a few years. And then William of Orange's son is approached by Philip, and they say, "Hey, you guys can have these these estates, but you have to pay tribute to Gerard's family." Oh shit. Like how fucked up is that? <laughs> like that like Philip the Second just like was ruthless. Dude. And so of course of course William's son is like, uh, fuck off. And um they're actually they remained in the, the Gerard family for, for for a while. 
Like, who the fuck wasn't brutal or ruthless? Yeah. That's true. That's just crazy. It's like here are these estates that I I I rewarded to this family for killing your father. You can have them, but you got to pay tribute to the family. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, William of Orange is really really well remembered. Um, there's there's a plaque uh on the on the place where the the bullet the bullets like went through him into the wall. There is um there's a piece of glass over it. Um, he's buried. In the cemetery, um, at first he's given kind of a really humble grave, and then uh, like about a hundred years later, they they really you know they make it like really extravagant. You know he he's kind of credited with being like the one of the first free kings of the or one of the Stephen, first he's not kings. A king. I don't care what you say. Listen, he's listen, he's 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 a leader. He starts a king, uh, a, a lineage of kings. Um, I'm saying he's a king. All right. And Bye. He's a king. You right? He's a king. <laughs> Yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, so he, he, he's buried in this graveyard, and it's actually the graveyard where um, all the kings were subsequently buried in. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, he was he was a really good king. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like a really crappy, crappy way for him to go. But well, that was a, a good scroll. Thank some, you. Some I appreciate good, that. Good scrolls today, indeed, Stephen. Thanks, some, man. Some sweet regicide. Some, some 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 sweet regicide. But that was some metal ass torture too. I wasn't. Yeah, it's crazy. It metal as That's fuck. Crazy. And the, the most metal part is he just looks at them, just like fucking do it. I don't even care. <laughs> do My, it. The, the, the craziest thing is they ripped his heart out of his chest and threw it in his face. <laughs> like, what is he gonna do? Look at it and be like. Oh, yeah. is, uh. is has anybody seen the uh, torture guy? His grandma must be filling in for him. He must be sick. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, God. No, good scrolls, well, dude. Good, yeah, good scrolls all around, man. So that was a, this yeah. was a good topic. Yeah, and uh, we haven't we don't have a topic for next week prepared. Do you? Shit, <laughs> you have one for next week? Nah, I don't. I got um, it ready. Yeah. So, without political bias, so I'm going to mm-hmm. say, excluding the last 50 years, okay, who's the worst U.S. president? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I already know who I'm doing. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you can't do, like, you can't say, like, well, George yeah, Bush no. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, let's say, let, 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 let's exclude, like, the last... Wait, what were we going to say? I like, said last 50 years. So last 50? Kennedy, last 50 before Kennedy is good. Yeah, before Kennedy. Pre-Kennedy. I like yeah, that. Because that, he was 1960, so 2010. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. All right, dude. All right. <laughs> That's next week's topic. All um, right. So tune um, in for that, everyone. Yeah, tune in for that. But it's before be... we leave, before yeah. Stephen plugs, because yeah. he's going to spend five minutes plugging, here's yeah. a challenge to everybody. On the Facebook... <laughs> I want you to comment uh, under this posting what y- the thing you would say into the camera right before committing ge- or regicide would be. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I would look into the camera and say, either way, shoot nice, <laughs> and then kill the king. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what would you say before killing the king? Before killing a king? Yeah, would you say my name is Johnny this... Knoxville? <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> Alright, everyone. In the comments, write what you'd say into the camera before killing the king. God. Uh, I just oh. plugged his channel. I feel so bad about myself. Nah, whatever. Don't go look at his videos. They're so bad. Dude, don't, don't make you Don't make it just sad. Alright. It's time. Ready? Do um, the plugs. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do some plugs. This we is have... the awful part of the show <laughs> where we ask you to subscribe. <laughs> we... So we do. We're on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Don't you can rate and review us. Nope. That's always super cool. I actually love reading those reviews. Don't do it. You... Wait. Should I read some off? Uh, yeah, okay, here, if you leave a good review, or not a good review, I think it'd be more fun to read the bad reviews, uh, we'll read yeah. it. Well, don't read a bad, don't leave a bad review. Don't leave one, just to leave one, but, uh, yeah. if you, like, 
have a good one that's bad, we'll probably read it too. Just leave so reviews. I've, I've, I've got, I've, I've got, there, there's just, there's one I know that like it really cracked me up and it was really funny. Um, this is from Amnesia Lab. Uh, it's, uh, it says, although I am wary of people who like movies, the movies Armageddon and Con Air, Stephen and Dave are pretty entertaining. Hold cover on. Some, some what interesting the fuck is wrong with topics. Con Air? <laughs> Con Air is the greatest movie ever made, sir oh, or that madam. Cracked, that, that cracked me up. Um, that's great. No, thanks, yeah. dude. Yeah, so that, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool to it's cool to really cool to read these. And um, Got any more goodins that you can... Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got one... Um, uh, this one, this one's really, really nice. Um, it says, uh, it's called, it's from, from evil pebble. Uh, he, 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 so who says, uh, these guys are great. I found them at random on their second episode and love the brotherly banter and knowledge. Aww. They make everything very interesting and are just plain fun. This is still early. Uh, this is still early day or this is, yeah, this is still Steven early days. I can't read by the way. I know, <laughs> but I see high quality potential. Keep it up guys. Thanks, Ian from evil Texas. Pebble. Evil Thanks pebble. Ian. Ian, Evil Pebble. Ian from Texas. Thanks, Ian. You're I appreciate the honorary awesome. number one fan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, so, so we, we, we've we gotten some cool ones. That's really awesome. We, I love reading them. It makes me, like, really, really happy. I never read uh, them. Yeah, I know. I usually just send them to you. Uh, I send I the screenshots. straight into the trash folder. Yeah, okay. Okay. You're an <laughs> asshole. Um, so, yeah, so, if yeah, definitely if you read, if you leave a review, we'll try to, we'll try to read some of those off. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're also you know we got a Facebook. You can find us. You know, search Bad History Podcast. Don't Twitter Bad History Podcast. You can go check out our website. It's badhistorypodcast.podbean.com. Um, Dave, <laughs> come on. Uh, uh, I think that's probably it. Though um, you know we you know we love we love interacting with you guys. So interact with us. Sweet. So until next time, guys, we'll be talking about the worst U.S. president. Worst U.S. president. My name's Dave. My name is Steven. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>